Hello and welcome. Today we're talking about being empathic and the problems and dangers of that. Uh, as someone who is a pretty empathic, sensitive individual, um, I think that the phenomenon of being empathic, you know, being receptive to the feelings, to the emotions and energy of the people around us, is one of the most magical and profound things about being alive. The, the experience of being in a conversation with somebody and, you know, me saying something and then feeling how they're not letting it in, how it's not connecting, how the conversation's energy is die, dying. Uh, and then being able to kind of like acknowledge that, like saying, hey, it feels like whatever I said, like didn't get in. And then the two of us reconnecting through that. Or me just feeling how the conversation is dying and then, you know, shifting gears. Um, that feels like such a, it's such a ordinary life experience. It's an everyday thing. And it's just a demonstration of this extraordinary ability that we have to tune into each other. And it's just part of being social creatures um, and sometimes maybe it's largely logical, you know, just like reading body languages, noticing these little subtle verbal or nonverbal cues. But there's other times where it really truly feels like this profound sixth sense, being able to like really be receptive to the emotion and energy of others. And as extraordinary and magical as it is, and I'm, I feel so blessed to be someone who has had the fortune of kind of like really diving into this part of my experience, empathic receptivity. Um, I also know that this is kind of one of my biggest weaknesses, or it's like part of one of my biggest challenges and weaknesses as, as an individual, which is that as someone who's sensitive and receptive, it is very easy for my sense of self and my personal strength to get knocked off center by the energy and emotions that I perceive in others and in my environment. It's very easy for me, for the big scary world or for big scary feelings in others or just people's strong emotions to subsume me and for me to lose my sense of groundedness because something that I'm because of my sensitivity and receptivity kind of absorbing and empathing the world around me for most of my life my pattern has been to feel overwhelmed by the big energies and emotions around me and for my sense of self to get kind of like knocked off center or to shrink and hide in some little recess of my being <laughs> and this uh, resulting frustration and angst and confusion. And I find that so uncomfortable that what I usually do is just step back from the world. I spent years living in the woods because in part, I think it was easier for me to feel comfortable in a very kind of rugged, simple, disconnected environment. And I spent years kind of living in monkish solitude, again, because it was easier to maintain my sense of self as such a receptive, sensitive person. 
if I just wasn't interacting with the world. <laughs> of course, that's not the greatest way to live for most people most of the time. And one of the challenges that I've been working on and working through for the last several years is learning, okay, how do I maintain this receptivity, which is one of like the joys of life, because it allows for deep connection to others and to myself and just to everything. How do I maintain that receptivity and a sense of self? Like, you know, re remembering who I am when I'm confronted by strong energies and still feeling them, still feeling the world. There were many years where I just kind of let myself step away because that's where I felt like I could be calm and open and I could breathe. Um, and yeah, like I said, in the last few years, I think more so what I've been trying to do is expose myself to life more and still have these practices and rituals that, you know, give me space to get grounded and connect to myself and process all of the experiences and the things that I've taken on and absorbed through my day-to-day -day life. Um, but keeping on exposing myself to life so that I'm becoming not insensitive, but it's like my bandwidth is getting bigger. I'm becoming more resilient and becoming more capable of uh, maintaining myself through a diversity of experiences, hanging out with a diversity of people who have all kinds of different energy and who have all kinds of different conflicts and struggles they're going through and being able to be around that and even sometimes walk away from those experiences feeling like I've completely absorbed somebody else's reality and emotions and then knowing, hey, this is fine. I'm still me. And I can just breathe into my core and I know that I just can talk it out with a friend. I can take some peace and quiet by myself. And it's, it's not a big deal. This is part of life. You take on things, you let them go. And it's, it's beautiful to notice it. And it's beautiful to have that sensitivity. And, and for me to be learning, like I said, to keep to be exposing myself to more and more of life and becoming a more resilient person while still maintaining a kind of openness and receptivity. It's a great challenge. And for me as an author, it's necessary because the book, my most recent book, How to Open the Heart, it's like it's an autobiographical story that recounts like a eight to ten year period of my life where I just dove into all of this inner work and I kind of like tore myself open. And I'm so grateful for the journey. I'm so grateful for the adventure, the story to be able to share it with others in a book. And in order to really effectively get it out there, um, I have to do something different than what I did during that story, which is, you know, I learned how to really open my vulnerability, my empathy, my heart. And now I need to learn, or I am learning, how to march into the world with that and without it being subsumed and collapsed by all of the strong energies, beliefs, judgments, and emotions of the world around me. Learning how to take those, you know, how to be open to all of that and understand it differently, to take it lightly. And this leads me to the the second part, or the second thing I wanted to mention about this today, the dangers of being empathic and highly sensitive and receptive to the environment around us. 
The second thing that I wanted to share is very related to the first. You know, the first danger is that, you know, I or we or some of us can just become subsumed and crushed by the energies and emotions around us. Just take it on and become scrambled and confused and either have to, you know, kind of blend into it in some way, which makes us a less empowered, authentic person, or run away from it and hide, or just compartmentalize a very sacred, vital part of ourselves. Um, the other thing that I've seen myself and others do as sensitive, empathic individuals is feel the emotions and energy of others and then think we understand what's going on with them. Uh, an example of this would be when I was a kid, some days my dad would com come home from work and he'd be very frustrated and I could feel the intensity of this energy coming off of him. It felt like so intense and scary to my child self. And what I did when I felt that so palpably and acutely because I was so open and sensitive is I assumed it must be about me. He must hate me. He must be feeling all of this towards me because I can feel it coming at me. Now, I was wrong. I now as an adult, I've talked to him about it and I just, I knew as soon as I looked back at it from a certain age, I was like, wait a minute. I know that my dad's job was pretty rough at that time in his life. There was a lot going on for him. And I think he was just coming home feeling that frustration, which is such an understandable and human and respectable and lovable thing. Um, I can relate to it so much now as a man who gets frustrated by things like that. Um, and as, a as an empathic, sensitive child, I would feel strong energies... And I felt them clearly because it's just energy, but then I would attribute meaning to them that was incorrect and that made me feel bad about myself. And I think empathic and sensitive people have to be careful about this. They have to be careful about that, that child part of our consciousness um, feeling something and then assuming it's because of them assuming it's corroboration of a story about why we're bad, assuming that it really understands the totality of what's going on with that other person. One of the things I've been working on in the last few years is noticing the feelings in others and trying to react less. And this sounds very cliche. <laughs> it's kind of a self-help cliche. But... um. And, and trying to not jump to that self-deprecating meaning-making, but instead um, either try to not attribute it. Because here's the thing. Sometimes a person can be exuding a, a big, angry energy because they're hungry. Sometimes a person can, like, bump into you on the sidewalk, and, and, and it seems like they're so selfish and they're such a jerk, and... Really, maybe they just found out some really rough news about their wife or their mom or their son or whatever. Like, we never know what's going on with people. And feelings don't arise out of thin air. There's usually a reason for them. And sometimes it might just be because someone's carrying an experience from the past into the present. So it looks irrational. But if you looked deep enough, you'd find 
a reason for empathy. And I think the way of having this empathic sensitivity um, without it, it, you know, for me, it's like learning how to look through people, look at people with some kind of emotional intelligence, look at their big, strong, scary judgments or anger or frustration or projection or sadness or whatever it might be and try to see it from a bigger perspective, try to see it with some psychological understanding or some wisdom or um, some grace. And if I can't see it that way, maybe not look too hard and not focus too intently on it. But a lot of the time, the strong energies and emotions that I encounter in the world that a part of me would reflexively want to make about me or would want to react towards and, and shrink around or get triggered by and get upset about, um, there's usually an option if I have the discipline and fortitude to pause my impulsive reactions to see it in a more generous, gracious, empathetic way, and therefore to not have to collapse around it, to not have to react to it, to not allow it to color my reality, and therefore to maintain an openness and a receptivity without taking it on. And that's one of the things that's been this great challenge and this great learning opportunity for me. How do I have that openness, that receptivity, without just absorbing and taking on other people's realities and emotions? And also, how do I just accept that sometimes that happens for me? Sometimes I hang out with somebody, I walk away, and I'm like, whoa, I feel like a sponge that just soaked up another person's emotional reality, and that's okay. This sponge can be wrung out to carry on with the analogy. You know, I can let it go. And sometimes that might take a few hours, might take a day, might take two. Um, but that's just part of me learning to accept my feelings, my receptivity, and this, this art, this dance of maintaining a sense of self, maintaining a sense of boundaries, and having a receptive nature which allows for connection. Strangely, when I maintain my sense of self, it allows for way deeper connection because I can actually be honest. I can actually express my distinctive, contrasting voice to the people around me. When my friend comes to me and they're incredibly sad and down, I can have empathy, I can be receptive, I can listen, I can be open. And then I can share with them my differing experience and perspective. I can shine a light that um, contrasts the echo chamber of their own thoughts and anxieties. And sometimes that's one of the most beautiful gifts we can give or receive. Anyhow, I think that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please let me know. You can comment. You can like this. You can subscribe. You can turn on notifications if you haven't already so you find out when new episodes come out. And um, if you want to check out my book, How to Open the Heart, An Incredible Journey into Vulnerability, Empathy, and the Transformation of Consciousness, there's info about that in the description. And until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day.